You're listening to Hayes Radio Network, Cannabis Lifestyle Radio. All right, guys, we're back with another episode of Behind the Leaf. How are you doing this wonderful Sunday? We are with an amazing group of people from Hydrozyme. Hydrozyme, yes, based in Canada. We just had a another Canada-based company on our show, so I'm very excited to highlight another Canadian brand. Um, but yes, thank you so much for being on the show. We're here with Doug, uh, director of R&D, Leanne in sales and ops, and Heng Chang, as who is a principal scientist. How are you guys doing? Doing good, thanks. How are you great. guys? Thank you. Thank you. How are you guys doing? Doing great. Doing great. Very busy day for us, for us here at the studio, filming like four different episodes today. Yes. So much information, um, all good information. Happy to share our knowledge and share the knowledge of a lot of really awesome brands and people today. But I'm really excited to get to know more about Hygrozyme and how that got started. Um, if you want to maybe each of you just talk about how you got into cannabis or what was your first experience with cannabis? Yeah, yeah for sure. Uh, I can go ahead and start. So um, I've been a longtime consumer for sure. And then in about 2018, I applied to a position at a local producer. So I started just before legalization in April of 2018. Mm -hmm. uh, started as an office assistant and just kind of moved my way up to operations coordinator. Um, working with really every department in the company, just making sure everyone had what they needed, doing events and planning and all the fun stuff. Awesome. That's awesome. That's great. Yeah. yeah actually, I joined the Hygrozan team just right after the legalization of cannabis in Canada. Oh, okay. very nice. Yeah. So um, my it's it's related to my previous career journey, and I was a formulation scientist um, in, in the traditional ag, traditional agriculture industry. Okay. okay. So it's a lot of similarities. So um, actually, I developed and uh, um, launched a couple uh, organic certified, armory certified products. About <laughs> in the uh, traditional ag chemistry and in the traditional ag industry. Mm -hmm. So my idea was, you know, cannabis is a really new industry. There must be a lot of opportunity. I'm thinking yes. it's possible to oh, yeah, of course. agriculture knowledge into the new industry to see how it can help the cannabis industry grows. Uh, and another reason, actually, I also, uh, that was my very, very beginning career journey. I also worked in the personal care industry. Yeah. Oh, a, really? Okay. There's a lot of um, application of natural extract. In oh, wow. So I believe the natural extract from cannabis, like CBD, yeah, mm -hmm. it, um, bring a lot of benefit to the consumers. So I also would like to know is, possible to maximize the value of those new active to you know benefit more consumers yeah i'd like to, to take a point out of it how can you make the plant better and uh, right from the get-go from everything to uh so the consumer can have a better product is really where like it starts and cannabis really can um be connected like you said to other industries and like i know you mentioned like personal care industry and it's it's interesting because when I first 
got into the industry, I didn't realize like how much, how many different things you could do, how many like different avenues there, like you could go with it. So it's like really exciting. And if you want to just give an overview of, or Doug, if you want to talk about your experience first, let's, let's hear it. Let's yeah. hear a little bit about being director of R and D and how that came up. Yeah, sure. Uh, thanks for having us on. Uh, you know, uh, like Hang Chang, I'm fairly new to the industry, but not necessarily new to, in terms of uh, uh, using uh, my background to apply to this very uh, you know, specific uh, crop. You know, mm -hmm. yeah. So previous to this, I was also in a traditional ag industry for over uh, six years, and before that, before that journey, I was actually in the pharmaceutical industry for over uh, twelve years. Oh wow! Uh, interesting. Oh, wow. Developing uh, um, heart medications, uh, heart medicines, uh, um, irregular heartbeat medications, and things like that. Wow! Wow! Um, in my previous uh, um, experience, I was also directly involved in product development. So my, um, I, you know, my desire is always to make really good products. Uh, you know, uh, for whatever application at the end is, whether that's a plant or whether that's for human use, like my first. Uh, industrial jobs so as the director r d here you know uh, my job was to uh, kind of uh, design uh, evaluate test you know uh, our product uh, formulation types you know obviously in cannabis and so we can maximize you know uh, the quality of the end product uh, whether that's the making uh, what we call uh, you know later on i guess in the discussion we can dive into a little bit more about products but you know product that's going to help really the plant to maximize potentials. Mm -hmm. It's That's really awesome. interesting that you mentioned you were in pharmaceuticals before. What made you make that that transition, make that jump? I mean, when I was in pharmaceutical, it was also just developed product, right? So my 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 um, my area of expertise is really developing product, whether that's product for uh, you know um, a medication use mm -hmm. or product for using in plants. So when you okay. think. About you know, when you develop um, product for, you know, uh, our use, you're looking at, you know, testing it on, you know, you're doing clinical trials right. on, on humans and things like that. And then when we make product, we also do trials too. But instead of on human, we do trial on the plants, you know, whether yeah. that's correct. Cannabis plant, obviously, in my current role or in my previous company, where we get on traditional um, uh, agriculture uh, type of plants like, you know, Grapes, strawberry, and so forth. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's awesome. So, uh, why don't you guys give a little bit of an overview of the company, company Hydrozyme, all, all you guys do? Yeah, so Hydrozyme, um, we're a family owned uh, Canadian operated company. It was founded in 1974. And really, our focus is just on bringing environmentally friendly and innovative products to our industries for agriculture and horticulture. Mm -hmm. Our leading and oldest product is Hydrozyme, um, and it's one of the one of the best enzyme-based products on the market. So that's kind of where our focus is. And then we just con continued building out from there with our other products, High Shield and High Clean. And we have a new one coming out this year and hopefully bringing out about one product a year from now on. That's awesome. That sounds like some um, some good growth and uh, good planning on uh, your guys' part. So I see you guys got a few uh, products on the, the table there. You guys want to walk us through what 
products you guys have, what they specifically do and for, and give us the run, give us the rundown. Yeah, I mean, I can, I'll, I'll do one of them and then Hang Sheng maybe yeah. can help with some other as well too. So as Leanne said, we also have a back, uh, uh, the drop there in the background. So mm-hmm. our, our product, Hygozine, as Leanne said, is probably the oldest product we have. This is one of the best known product in the industry. It's an enzyme-based product. So what it actually does is that it helps uh, the uh, the plants keep the plant root clean and it helps to prevent root rots. And so it's been okay. used, it's been around for probably more than um, a decade, I would say, oh, right? at, least, at yeah. least a decade. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, because I know root rot is a very big problem because once it's there, it's like it's basically impossible to get rid of. Exactly. Well, you know, there is no cure for root rot. There's no cure. Right. Right from uh, the beginning, right from the you start, then you got to prevent that from forming because once it forms, as you said, Alex, there is no cure for that, right? So, yeah, yeah definitely. And all products, uh, uh, we we all products are approved. Like so, we go through obviously a, a regulatory process to get our product approved both in the U.S. and in Canada. This these are our two yeah. largest uh, markets. Yeah, so like I was, uh, I was a bit curious on some like you just brought up. How do you guys see a difference between working and providing a product for a cannabis-based industry versus like a tradi- traditional agriculture? Uh, I'll, maybe I'll go first. That's a really good question. There isn't really, I to me, uh, a plant. It's a plant, right? So mm-hmm. it's not definitely not in that in that uh, perspective. You know, definitely once one cannabis was legalized, everyone is kind of over. There's a much higher value crop because of the end product, right? Right. Of course. Um, and so a lot of, um, you know, there's a lot of need to go into it to uh, to get good efficacy of the product. I think when uh, when the industry was legalized in Canada initially, a lot of people jump over it. And there's a lot of product out there that... Uh, that they claim to do many many things, but not necessarily so, right? Because but because of the how uh, I guess how aggressive the industry was going at that time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But from a product development standpoint of view, the path is actually very similar uh, to traditional egg getting a product out there in terms of going through all the uh, different uh, stages and things like that. So for us, we actually have a product development what we call stage and gates. So we ha- we go through each stage and then make sure all the points are checked between each stage before we can go to the next stage. So we have an internal uh, management team that reviews all that, and then we also then uh, besides being responsible for the R and D, I'm also responsible for uh, doing re- uh, regulatory in conjunction with our external regulatory consulting firm. So we use an external consulting firm to do that, and so we gotta make sure that. Uh, everything we do, it falls within the regulatory uh, requirements, uh, both U.S. and Canada, because they have slightly different requirements. Oh, yeah, totally. Uh, both countries are definitely going to have slightly different requirements and regulations and stuff that you guys are going to have to follow is working in these two different Two countries. different markets, right. Mm-hmm. I think the biggest difference between traditional agriculture is less on, and cannabis is less like on the process that it takes to develop the products and more on just the the culture themselves yeah. in each industry. I mean, cannabis has such a specific and unique culture with like the growers, the consumers and all of that. So I think just targeting things to them, like the cannabis industry, they're very well researched, like they know their stuff. So 
just marketing to that and backing up your claims, I think is yeah, yeah. the biggest difference. Yeah, definitely. Mm. Yeah, you definitely need, you know, that authenticity and that knowledge and to make those connections yeah. and really evolve. And it's I think it's just so funny how like we even met just at BizCon, um, just outside of the convention. It's like weird how everything just comes together. But it's a great culture, yeah. a welcoming culture. And I think people are really um open to sharing their knowledge and helping everyone else grow. So I, I love that part about it. Oh yeah, definitely. Like uh in this whole cannabis in this whole cannabis industry, people are definitely willing to take on more knowledge and stuff like that. How do you guys find like taking like approaching your product to like growers that have been doing this for decades and so that are like we don't need and stuff like 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 additives or anything like that. You guys find find a lot of pushback in the growing community or Yes and no. I mean, Hygrozyme, like we said, it's been it's been out there for I mean 10 to 15 years. So a lot of people know that product. Um, and then they've seen how it works firsthand. So then pitching our other products to them is fairly easy, I'd say, um, just because we have that brand recognition. So once they know that like High Shield and High Clean are made by the makers of Hygrozyme, they're like, I've had really good experience with that. So I'm totally willing to give this a try. So it is a challenge, but we're I think we're doing pretty well with that. And, and also too, uh, you know, as part of the product development process, we also do, do testing, uh, you know, uh, testing ourselves as well as testing what, what I call independent contractors. So there are entity out there, their whole, uh, you know, their whole uh, premises to actually test products and not necessarily to, uh, to say, produce the end cannabis, a test on cancer plan. So we uh, connect with those entities and we also work with the university extensions as well too to do some testing of products. So we, uh, you know, uh, we backed out uh, the uh, result with science as well, as okay. well as, and also as well as kind of uh, uh, talk to Glow that has how good, you know, uh, yeah. results with our legacy, uh, you know, hydrogen product, you know, kind of mm -hmm. get the connection as Leanne mentioned. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, it's it's a uh, either way you look at it, it's, it's it's complicated markets when you're 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 dealing with cannabis in general or anything that people are putting into their bodies. Because I'm yeah. sure you guys have to go through rigorous testing to make sure that it's not adding anything harmful to the plants or anything that could be consumed by the consumer or anything like that. Mm -hmm. Like, uh, what do you guys find is like the biggest hurdle in creating a a uh, in, in having a product like this? I mean, it's not just a hurdle, but it's just part of the pathway. One of the things that one of the biggest challenges sometimes is always the reg. Uh, it's not a, not not a regulatory. It's just a time. It's just a time, right? So regulatory, unfortunately, you cannot squeeze the time. They say, okay, X amount month to register product. That's what it is. Yeah. They're not going to. It's going to be shown. So it's a regulatory path, and you know, uh, depending on the product type you have, the registration. It's, you know, uh, as I said, slightly different between the countries and, in fact, slightly different uh, in each of the states as well, too. Yeah. Uh, oh, category. And so there's not necessarily an obstacle, but it's something as part of the product development team, we have to always take that into consideration that there's going to be X number of months uh, or days, whatever the case may be, to get your product into that particular state or that particular country. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Just like in the canvas and like the licensing of everything, you need to be. Yeah. You need to have very specific credentials and waits a very specific amount of times to get approvals and do all this stuff before you can operate in the state you live in, or even in another state where it's legalized and you have the fortune. You're fortunate enough to be able to open up and open up and operate a brand new business there. Besides right. the regulatory, um, for the product development process, there are some other challenges. For example, um, product quality. Yeah. That's okay. mainly about the um, product chemistry. Hopefully, all the products are stable during the shelf life. Oh, and yeah. Of right. course. Yeah, we have to um, prove the efficacy of the new product is good. Yeah. So, you know, somebody think about, okay, product. Product development maybe is just put everything together. Yeah, all those active, yeah, we just apply those mixture of the active on the plant. Oh, there we go. Actually, it's not so that easy. Oh yeah, of course. Of course. Yeah. I mean, do you guys when you are researching and developing these formulas and stuff like that, do you necessarily have to like wait the entire gestation, like the entire period of growth for the plant to see like what the end result would be and if there's anything added or anything that was taken away from the actual plant? Uh, yeah, I mean, that's it's important to, you know, like besides, so like uh, look at the uh, a general parameter of the plant, uh, the health of the plant, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. At the end of the day, you want to see, so like the yield, uh, the quality of the, of the product, and that could be a cannabinoid testing yeah. or terpene testing and things like that, right? And you know, and that's we've done that with uh, our uh, say uh, the newest uh, product that's going to get launched in probably in about next two or three months or so, right? So it's important to get those attributes. So we use independent. That's awesome. Do those testing to yeah. be oh, okay. The uh, cannabinoid levels jump up by this percentage a yeah. year because at the end of the day, you know, the the grower wants to see if I'm buying this bottle of product, what is it going to add to me uh, value-wise? Yes, of course. Of right, course. what are the benefits? How is yeah, this going to improve my plans, improve my yield, all of those, those yeah. questions? Yeah, definitely, because uh, in a grower's mind, that's really what's, what's, it breaks down to, is how is this going to improve the plants that I'm growing, whether in yield or potency or anything. Do you guys have products uh, specifically designed towards like those kinds of things because i know we talked a lot about one for like root rot and all that yeah i mean uh uh you know so we have as as leanne mentioned we have other products so we have a product uh, called high shield so this is also an obviously all our products are naturally based so high shield is uh, the active ingredient in high shield is called kytosan right so kytosan is really uh, made from uh the uh crust the crustacean shelves or let's say uh could be laughter, could be crowd. Interesting. Wow, interesting. Or shrimp, right? And so it's all natural. So kytosan in a traditional egg is, is quite well known. Uh, not so much necessary in, in, in the cannabis. It's so starting to. It's starting to a little bit. So what it does is actually, it's almost like a, it's almost like a natural uh, vaccine. Essentially, it kind of activates the plant's uh, own defense mechanism. So it's sort of like trick the plants to to say it's been attacked by insects or by some oh, disease. Wow. So then it makes it more alert, right? Mm-hmm. And it, it also helps uh, to uh, kind of uh, uh, treat 
for abiotic stress, like heat and cold and things like that. Yeah. And so we have had some really successful trial by Glor where they where they saw that their uh, the level of disease, for example, powdery mildew is a very common disease, right? Oh, of course. At the level of the disease they see is actually reduced. And it also, it's uh, we have seen people, they say, wow, I noticed my, uh, my stock is a lot bigger and thicker. Yeah. Yeah. So then that, that actually then supports a larger canopy. Yeah. Uh, that's, so, uh, that's really, yeah, because you have those thicker stems, bigger plants grow higher, thicker canopies, all that. That's, that's great. That's, that's really cool that's to see. Do you guys get a lot of like surprise results out of some? Like you start testing something, you'd be like, something will pop up. You'd be like, wow, we did not expect that at all to happen with this. Yeah. We do, yeah. Um, I had a grower actually that was giving high shield a trial. Um, and really they were they were using it just to see how it went. And it just so happened that their tent temperatures went whack. Um, so their temperatures were up really, really high. And they had one group of plants that hadn't had the high shield, and then one group of plants that did. Mm-hmm. Um, and- that had the high shield reacted a lot less to that heat stress, whereas the ones that didn't have it, they were seeing wilting, they were seeing discoloration on the leaves. Um, whereas the ones with high shield, I mean, they saw a little bit of it, but they were still nice and green and they bounced back a lot faster. And yeah, the person was shocked. So yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> awesome. The proof's right there. Yeah. yeah, I mean, that just shows you like that's that's great. Um, the product because then you build that trust with the consumer and they're like okay well if if i do have this specific situation happen like i have this product to be able to like get me to bounce back and i won't you know have as much uh negative effects from that um situation so that's interesting i like that yeah yeah so there's one more interesting story i i like to add yeah so when we develop high shield product so when we do the testing in the lab I just, you know, accidentally spilled a couple bits of the high shield products on the bench in the lab. Mm-hmm. Maybe <laughs> yeah. So after a couple of hours, uh, when the products drying, I mean, all the water uh, is evaporated. Yes. Front, the product actually form a very, very thin and transparent food. Hmm. Interesting. Uh, yeah. So, so imagine this way. Yeah. So. When the grower use a product on the plant, it can form a very thin film. It could be behave as a um, physical barrier for the for the um, prevention of the disease infection. So plus, yeah, the product can improve the immune system. So that 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 means the product can provide the dual function to the to the plants. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's really, that's really cool. That's basically putting like a barrier yeah like you can almost say like an invisible barrier like around the entire plant which is really cool yeah, a lot of issues and then so there's also one thing i was going to mention is that you know most of our products are, are fairly compatible at acre, they're aqueous based water based mm-hmm. and so that's very important because uh, a lot of grower once they're when they apply product they don't want to uh, spray or drench in one product at a time they want to be able to tank and mix everything right and so you want to, when, when, when we develop product, we have that in mind. So we want to make sure that the product can be tank mixed. And, but we always, obviously we always recommend people to do what we call like a jar tap in a smaller jar, make sure whatever yeah. they use on a large tank, make sure it mixes well. There is make no sure it mixes. Okay. 
Yeah, yeah. make sure there's no incompatibility issue. And so our product uh, has no issue with tank mix. And we always provide, uh, if there is any questions from growers and whatnot, we'll provide them the support because, uh, you know, everyone has a slight different way of uh, applying yeah. a product. That's one thing I found in the industry. There isn't necessarily like a one set standard everyone follow, right? Everyone still like have their own uh, kind of a little bit of recipe. It might be slightly oh, yeah. different. And so it's important to kind of talk to them, find out what exactly they use, and we'll kind of then incorporate our product in there to be amenable to their system yeah. and not necessarily to, to one just, you know, like that. Uh, oh, no, yeah, that's that, that, that's a very important thing to take into consideration, especially when growing, because you can be getting like three different, like a bunch of different additives for your plants. And if you mix them together in a large tank, you don't know if those chemicals mix, mixing together could form something else that could be extreme yeah, an adverse effect and then all your plants are, are done you know yeah and then you can kill your entire crop or anything like that so it's, it's really nice to see that you guys taking that into consideration that even when all of your products are mixed together they can still be used for their specific thing like, like their specific meetings for, for your plants yeah. yeah yeah and not just our products but they're compatible with most of the other nutrients exactly. and yeah. water soluble um nutrients and supplements that are out there so whatever you're using um obviously we can't guarantee anything but there's a pretty solid chance that it'll be compatible which is which is awesome and then of course we're always available via our website and our email as well for any questions which we get a lot of and we're always happy to answer those as well yeah, for, for the listeners um, that don't know where to find Hyperzyme online, um, if you could just of course. Uh, state the website and your socials. Yeah, absolutely. So Instagram, um, we're at Hyperzyme, and then you can find most of our um, our team members through there as well. Um, my Instagram is Hyperzyme underscore Leanne, so you can find me there. And then our website is Hyperzyme.com, and I'm sure we can send that to you. Maybe we can put that in the show notes as well. Okay, perfect. Oh, yeah. yeah, that'd yeah. be great. So they have that re- that resource to yeah, um, anybody out, out the there products. who's growing or anything like that can check you guys out and ask you guys any questions they may have about adding your products to their uh, to their arsenal of growing techniques and everything. Right. Our website, we have all the information. We have some literature information. We have all the usage, uh, video, rate, and there's some really good info on there. And then, of course, if anything they can't find, you can always reach out to one of the members and we'll be happy to, to you know, talk to them about it. Awesome. Yeah, definitely. So uh, you guys got any new new things coming up, coming out you guys want to talk about and show? Or that maybe you can, t- you can talk about yeah. right now. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, before we talk about our new product, actually, this is another great product. Oh, of course, of course. I like it very much. It's high clean. Yeah, it's uh, our uh, cleansing product. So, okay. you know, yeah, there are um, the grower consumer needs. Mm-hmm. So after season, you know, there's always the buildup of the, of the nutrients, fertilizers in the reservoir or irrigation system. It's mm-hmm. really hard to remove and clean them. And uh, if we don't clean them, yeah, it will cause maybe you know the nutrient lock or start stress. Oh, yeah. of course, yeah. You got to keep those systems clean and running well for your plants to grow efficiently. Yeah, exactly. So for for this product, it's designed for that kind of needs. It's very easy to clean all those build up of the nutrients or the 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 ions. Yeah, so. After we understand the root cause of those nutrients, actually they are just 
potassium or calcium, there's you no know, nutrients are not absorbed by the plants. So they build it in the, in the reservoir. Yeah. So this product is um chelate based product. Okay. Uh, yeah, they, they have very strong our we are very lucky. We find the combo of the chelate with the booster, which mm -hmm. provides a much better efficacy than the regular chelate. So which has a very strong capability, binding capability with different ions. So um, maybe you can guys, if you guys are interested, you can check out our video. We have a couple hard work testers. So then by okay. using just a little bit of our product, it can clean the hard water, make the cloudy into transparent within just two, three minutes. Um, oh, wow, that's, uh, that's really cool. That's incredible. And yeah, the really incredible. cool thing thing that I love about this product is that unlike a lot of the other cleaners on the market, you can use this one during your whole growth cycle. So it works as preventative maintenance um, and it's compatible with, again, most beneficials and other nutrient programs. Um, I mean, having worked in a uh, production facility, I can see firsthand all of the issues that dirty irrigation lines have caused. Mm -hmm. Oh, of course. Yeah, so being able to have something that you can use all throughout your grow is, I mean, that's money. Yeah, yeah, that's a game changer, like being able to use that product throughout the entire life cycle. It's not like you have to have like three, whatever, 17 different things. Um, you can use that throughout the entire um, entire process. That's really great. And as Leanne mentioned, uh, you know, one you know, the nice thing about also too is compatible with a lot of beneficial uh, microbials. And a lot yeah, of, of using beneficial microbes in their grow, right? So we done study where we actually show that you know combine adding a uh, high clean to that it doesn't uh, the the micro still grows it doesn't affect that. Yeah, because that's a that's a very important part of growing the plants is that like microbial like environment in the soil in the plants on the root systems all that stuff and sometimes adding some additives or whatever you got to really be really careful how that's affected because that will also greatly affect the growth of your plants and it's really nice that you guys are taking that also into consideration and, and besides so like adding it while you grow as, as Leanna and Hang both mentioned that you know uh, we have also uh, people uh, well, we use it at the end of the growth cycle uh, you know, whether or not you know their system might be quite heavily built up. So they use a higher concentration or higher dose to kind right. of recirculate the, the solution through that, through that and it keeps the system really nice and clean. And it also cleans things like uh, uh, sears, like, you know, you get really sticky resin or do you just soak it for, you know, a few hours or overnight, you know, depending on how heavy it is. Yeah. So nice and clean. Oh, that's cool. So it's like, a, it could be double as just like a cleaning solution in yeah. like in general yeah. for yeah, operation that's clipping that's like harvesting plants or something like that they could use that to clean their equipment for say so they don't have to introduce any other harmful chemicals and yeah different agents different agents in the clean that which is very nice that's very cool i'm glad that that that's really nice was that like a planned thing or is that like an act like you guys has like figured that out accidentally <laughs> it's, it's a little bit of both right combination of <laughs> Always a little, there's always a little bit of serendipity, yeah. right? you know, we, we need a little bit of that. And, uh, and you know, the product is uh, not harmful for the environment. That's very important to all people. That's very important to us. It's actually bio, uh, biodegradable. So. Yeah. Oh, okay. Wow. 
it's great how versatile the product is though like you can use it for many different things and also like the benefits to the plant the benefits to just the grow operation in general um something i wanted to ask if um is what events are you guys looking forward to because i know you're at bizcon so i know you guys have your faces and your names out there if there's anything you're looking forward to that you want to share with everyone absolutely um so we have lift Vancouver coming up, which might be uh, finished by the time this episode airs, but we will be there. Uh, we also have CanaCon in Oklahoma at the end of March and NECAN in Boston in mid-March. So we'll be at all those. Well, that's great. So you're that's everywhere. Awesome. <laughs> it's so funny. We had another guest on um, and she works for a company out of Canada. So we were talking about just like the culture in Canada and how that differs from the U.S. and it's pretty interesting. Like we have haven't been even been to Canada ourselves, so like we have to get out there at some point. <laughs> oh, definitely come yeah, definitely. yeah, you should definitely come out. You guys not that far from from where we are. We're in the same time zone. Yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, facts. Like we uh, we definitely have to get out there, and it's always great seeing other cannabis communities outside of what you're normally used to seeing because everything from being in the East Coast, like New York, North Carolina, and then coming out, traveling out here to do the podcast in California, very different feeling. And then from what we've talked about from people in other countries, from from Canada to over in Europe to every to like Spain and Israel, everything like the it's such a different feeling everywhere you go, and the vibe and how everybody conducts themselves and like what the general public feels about it. It's, it's 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 great to see it. We're pretty lucky here that the the community is fairly open. I mean, especially here in BC, we've had a really strong um, cannabis community long before legalization, mm-hmm. uh, and it's just continuing. I mean, there's always going to be, I think, a little bit of that stigma, but slowly but surely, you can see it breaking down. Um, even even up to right now, I mean, new dispensaries are opening in BC every week um, in new communities and people are just kind of getting used to it. And I think it's only going to go up from here. So it's exciting. exciting. Yeah, definitely. In um, New York, they just opened their first dispensary recently. So it's definitely like a step in the right direction. I mean, obviously every state and every country is in a different place, but I think it's great to see like that forward growth and also just see companies doing well and figuring out, the ups and downs because like this market is always changing there's always something new to learn there's always someone new to meet <laughs> so it's definitely uh exciting but also a little um intimidating too once you get started you just kind of got to go for it oh yeah 100 percent. and it's it's great to see companies out there because there's always this there always has to, i think has to be normalization of cannabis before legalization of it comes through so and and not just in seeing someone smoke a joint on like the sidewalk or having it normalized in everyday use, but also in businesses like yourselves, because it's not like you're just shying away from cannabis because it's an illegal product in another country or anything like this. It's like, all right, let's make it normal to see products that are used for cannabis on everyday websites and in everyday industries and all that. And that you guys are thinking about that, not just all right, traditional agriculture, and we're just going to stick to that. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Do you guys have any shout outs before we round up the interview? Oh, yeah, true. 
Um, did you want to talk about Hagerben really briefly before we wrap yeah, up? Yeah, I, I want to talk about one a new product that we're going to come, uh, come up, uh, probably launch it in the next few months or so in the, in the, in the U.S. and then following Canada. So it's a product that's uh, specific developed to work well with our high design. It almost works synergistically with okay. it. We have shown that it had inc both increased yield, increased the cannabinoid level, as well as increased terpene level as well too. And so we're currently just wait, are waiting uh, for some uh, approval for some state, some of the states, but it will be coming up in the next uh, two or three months or so. And I'm sure the sales team and the marketing team will uh, give a little bit more uh, on that as well too in the coming months. Oh, one, yeah. more, one more point. It will of be course. three certified products. Yes. <laughs> so it, it, yeah, so that means, you know, for those uh, growth that are organic and there are some out there, then they can use that product. So, uh, uh, you know, we're always trying to strive to make organic uh, products. Mm -hmm. Of course, great. And, and that's really the way to go, especially in the cannabis industry, because it's uh, this is a medicine for most people. And you got to take that really, really seriously when you're growing it or processing it into something that someone's going to consume. You got to think about every little bit that goes into it. There are a lot of factors, definitely. Yeah, there's, there's a lot of factors, but uh, we've... Greatly have enjoyed having you guys on our show. We hope you guys have enjoyed have enjoyed it also. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you guys so much for having us on. And um, yeah, we just want to shout out the rest of our team here at Hygrozyme, as well as all of our amazing customers and everyone who's supported us throughout the years and continue to support us. And uh, yeah, we're really excited to to see what comes next. And we're looking forward to see you hopefully in one of our future shows. Uh, yeah, both, definitely. You know, yeah. <laughs> Yes, definitely. Um, before we close out, make sure to check out Hyperzyme online and on social media. And also check us out at Behind the Leaf Pod on Instagram, you know, trying to grow our network. So drop us a follow. Um, and I'm excited for next time. Yeah, excited for next time. We uh, can't wait to have you guys back on the show to see all the amazing things you guys have for the future. And you all stay happy, healthy, and high out there. And we'll see you guys next time. Thanks. Thank you guys so much for being on the show. Thank you. Thank you. You're listening to Hayes Radio Network, Cannabis Lifestyle Radio.
You're listening to Hayes Radio Network, Cannabis Lifestyle Radio. 